I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Marek's Bedtime Stories. That sound you just heard was the wind blowing through some dead maize in a field in the south of England somewhere. Hmm, pretty nice, right? Right. Anyway, let's get on with today's stories. Number 21. Good things just happened to Don Bats. And he was living his absolute number one, total best life. Which was to be expected when you were the most attractive, funniest, cleverest, but at the same time, humblest and therefore most popular person in the whole wide world. A journalist looked into his grey-blue eyes as they sipped champagne aboard Don's third favourite luxury yacht. What's your secret, Don? She said. You look the same as you did... 30 years ago. If anything, you're even more handsome and also richer and also more popular. (laughs) If I could tell you, I would. Don's white teeth sparkled as he laughed. The interviewer laughed too, even though what Don said wasn't interesting or funny. She paused for a second. Don, I know this is unprofessional and you've only said one sentence to me. But I've already fallen in love with you. Don laughed again. Don't worry, I'm used to it. At the back of Don's mind, he heard a distant click of what sounded like fingers. And all of a sudden, everything went fuzzy. When Don came to, there was an old man in a cape sitting in front of him, looking a bit sheepish. Um, uh, hello there. Uh, you might not remember me. I'm the Magnificent Mesmo. First off, I can only apologise for what's been, quite frankly, a massive balls up on my account. I mean, normally, I always remember to clip my fingers at the end of my act, but you know, that night, we had a couple of rowdy stag dudes in, you know, one thing led to another, and, I mean, this never normally happens, but... I got booed off stage before I had a chance to finish the show. You know, I went to the bar to drown my sorrows and I, I um, completely forgot about you. I, I, I'm so sorry, Dean. Don was just starting to gain control of his senses. 
my name's Don. Don Batts. And I'm the most attractive, funniest, cleverest, but at the same time, humblest, and therefore most popular person in the whole wide world. Uh, no, um, you're, you're Dean Butts, a former pot washer, and you've been a resident at Whitecliffe Care Home for the past 35 years. The nurses would explain it more. Now, I, I don't want to seem rude, but I, I really must ask. There's a bloke next door from the same do who still thinks he's a chicken. Number 22. The Doubt Fairy. The Doubt Fairy lives inside your head. He questions everything you said. Your confidence is his favourite meal. Your self-belief he loves to steal. He's the first to tell you that you're wrong. He makes you feel you don't belong. He breeds mistrust and apprehension. He sows the seeds of stress and tension. It may seem that some evade our friend, but he gets to all in the end. What do you think of that, said Peter. The Doubt Fairy looked Peter straight in the eye. That is the biggest pile of shit I've ever heard. Twenty-three. Steve looked again down the camera lens. Yep, there was no doubt about it. That was the perfect vista. Fresh snow that stretched for miles, fir trees framing the shot perfectly, and mountain tops in the distance giving it a lovely depth. Perfect. But Steve put the camera down. It just didn't feel like taking a photo. Maybe because he knew what dark secrets that snowy landscape held. A village of close to a thousand people they swallow beneath it. One of the greatest tragedies of recent times. And all because of Steve. Steve never liked to break wind in public. He'd always been a very private man, and getting changed with the light off, always using the cubicle, that sort of thing. So when he felt last night's fondue sitting oddly in his stomach, followed by an uncomfortable build-up of pressure, he decided it was time to get as far from another human being as possible. The shame of anyone overhearing his ablutions was just too much for Steve to bear. It was only when he reached what he deemed was a safe distance from the town that he dared to expel what he'd been holding in. Steve was taken aback at the power of it, and quite literally falling over with a recoil. He looked around, hoping no one had heard his monstrosity. No human had heard, but the earth had been listening, and it jutted in shock, sending a mountain's worth of snow down the slopes to rest upon the village, all except Steve, enveloped for eternity. And now, silence, as if it never happened. Steve stared at the landscape. Still, you know, it was a shame to waste a good photo opportunity. 24. Red one, take the shot. Affirmative. The biohazard emergency plague containment squad were used to receiving spur of the moment decisions. Nevertheless, Captain Smith was surprised how quickly she was given the order to shoot the man giving out free hugs. Number 25. 
I don't think we can be friends anymore, said Jenny. What? What are you talking about? said Jack. Things have just been really weird between us lately. Come on, Jenny, we've been best friends since we were kids. Nothing's changed. It has, Jack. Little things. Don't pretend you haven't noticed, said Jenny. Like what? Like you wanting to hug me the whole time. That's called being affectionate, said Jack. No, it's not. And then there's always kissing when we meet. And a lot of the time, it's a bit too close to my mouth. Those were accidents, Jenny. Then there's trying to make excuses to stay over. Friends have sleepovers, Jenny. That's how you know your friends. Right. How about all the weird compliments then? You know, saying my dress is sexy. My friends don't ever use the word sexy to each other, Jack. And I've caught you trying to look down my top numerous times. It's making me feel really uncomfortable. Well, have you ever stopped to think that maybe it's your fault that I'm starting to develop sexual feelings towards you? What? said Jenny. It's my fault. How could it be my fault, you fucking pervert? Because I'm your imaginary friend, Jenny. Twenty-six. Darren Piss had had enough of his name. It was always a bad sign when Darren was the best bit of your name. At least you stand out from the crowd, his mum had said. Darren's dad, Chris Piss, didn't say anything. He just looked into the fire, as well as into the distance at the same time. A look you can only get if you've gone through 55 years with the surname Piss. Darren had heard it all. You're looking a bit yellow this morning, Darren. I remember you when you were just a trickle. More piss jokes than you could shake a wet dick at. But now, it was all over. He had it in his hand, the certificate that changed his name. He sat practising his new signature. Gabriel Flaxendale. What a name. It looked great on all his credit cards too. This was the start of something special. When he'd researched on the internet, he was surprised to find there was only one other Gabriel Flaxendale in the whole country. I mean, surely more people would have chosen such a wonderful name. Finally, Darren, oh sorry, Gabriel, could start to enjoy life. <sighs> he stretched back on his recliner to enjoy a night of television. The news came on. A picture of an evil-looking man appeared on the screen. Police have released information on a chicken farmer wanted for 814 counts of bestiality. Gabriel Flaxendale, 38, from Stockport. The other Gabriel Flaxendale turned the TV off. Well, that's it for this episode's stories. I hope you enjoyed listening to them. If you want to find out more about me, you can go to maritlower.com or follow me on social media. Please like and subscribe and comment on the podcast. Thank you. Anyway... I'll leave you with more of the sound of wind blowing through old maize in a field somewhere in the south of England. Sweet dreams.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.